kids, let's travel the world together. She can make it easy and in any kind of weather. No TSA, no bad checks, no cotton down. She's talking from the skies and sending lots of feel good sounds. Oh, Betty, in the sky, have you heard her yet? She loves traveling, there's no doubt. Betty and the Chits. Oh, she's weird and wonderful. Oh, Betty, she's a podcast queen. She's wearing high heel shoes. Got her wings on, too. You know, I've never seen a better stew. Oh. Hello, and welcome to. Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase. I'm Betty. I'm a flight attendant for a major airline, and I bring you stories from the airplane, from the flight attendants and pilots, and from traveling around the world. In this episode, we have stories about penguins, seizures, bras, poop, blue cheese, and pajamas. The music for the show I recorded on a layover in London. It's just London Street music, and let's just get on with the show. As most of you know, after this podcast comes out, it's my big November trip, and I'm going to Patagonia and the Falkland Islands, mainly the Falkland Islands, just Patagonia for three days. And I'm so excited, and I've been planning this trip for a long time, and I flew with a girl who did the big Antarctica trip. And part of the reason I'm doing this Falkland Island trip is is that uh, I really can't afford that big Antarctica cruise. That cruise is like ridiculously expensive. And the reason I've always wanted to take it is to see the penguins. So when I realized I could just fly to the Falkland Islands and skip the big expensive Antarctica cruise, uh, I was like, yippee. So, but I fly with this girl and um, she did the big Antarctica trip. And I'm like, so you went to the Falkland Islands? And she's like, yes. And I said, so you got to see the penguins. And she goes, penguins stink. And that was like a wah, wah, wah. <laughs> I was like, that's all you have to say about the penguins? I'm about to do this whole big trip to see the penguins. And she's like, penguins stink. Well, I'm still going to see the stinky penguins. So I used to work for Saudi Arabian Airlines. And I was in business class offering tea and coffee with my lovely pot, with my nice stainless steel goodies on the tray, with the sugar and the milk, etc. And I'm saying to this man, would you like milk and sugar? And he's saying milk. And I'm saying it's on the tray. And he's poking around in the sugar bowl. I said, no, it's on the tray in this one, but I didn't have a free hand. Right. So he looks, he gets his hand, and he sticks it inside the milk jug. I'm working a flight. I'm working the galley and there's, we have a refrigerator and there's a refrigerator and coach. And lots of times people in Europe buy things, grocery items that they then put in the refrigerator. There's not a lot of space in there, but it's almost always somebody's buying butter, somebody's buying yogurt, somebody's buying cheese, you know, because they have some stuff there that you can't get in the United States and their stuff is good. So I see these, a pack of six yogurts in a glass containers and 
Um, that's one of the things in Europe. Sometimes it's a ceramic container, or a glass container. Anyway, I, I'm assuming it's the pursers or this flight attendant that I'm working with. And um, on the flight, while the purser's on break, this guy flight attendant I'm flying with starts eating one of the yogurts. And I think, oh, they're his yogurts. Okay. But, you know, I figured they were somebody's. And so then the purser gets up from crew rest and goes, she opens the refrigerator for something and she goes, who ate one of the captain's yogurts? <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, they weren't, it wasn't his yogurt. And he goes, oh, I thought it was um, our airline's yogurt. And I'm like, well, why would we have only six? You know, because we have like 36 passengers and we don't get, we do get yogurt on some long flights for like, as part of the snacks in between services, but it's never in a glass container. And he goes, uh, well, you know, if you have something in the refrigerator, it's up for grabs. And I'm like, that's not, that's not, it. that's just like if you have a roommate and you know, if it's in the refrigerator, it's up for grabs. And it's like, no, it's that person's stuff. And I kept, I kept giving him a hard time because I've never seen anybody do this. Just eat somebody else's food that they bought in Europe. And I said, you're like the yogurt thief. A while ago, I used to do a lot of radio interviews. Um, I don't do many anymore because nobody's asking me because at the time, very few people had a podcast. So that anytime they needed a flight attendant, they'd see that I had a podcast. But now every celebrity has a podcast, so I'm not special anymore. That's fine because a lot of those radio interviews, they'd ask me the same questions like, what do you do when you run out of chicken? Or how do you get upgraded for free to first class. And it's like a wah, 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 it's a dud of a story because the answer is you can't. There's no way. You don't get you don't get upgraded for free. There's a million people on the list. Basically, it just doesn't happen. It's not an interesting story. Well, I just flew with the flights in it. <laughs> Who told a story that she, that you can, you can get a free first class ticket, but I doubt you're going to do this to get it. <laughs> So she said her and her husband had been trying to have a baby for a long time. They did in vitro a few times. They decided to try to adopt, but they figured that um, there was a country, you know, she works for the airline. There was a country where it was a little bit easier to adopt a child. They got on the list. They were told that, you know, it cost this amount of money and it'd probably be like a year, year and a half. So her husband is halfway around the world. She's in the United States and she gets a call like three days later. We got a baby and the baby is, has been delivered, is in the hospital and you can come pick it up. And it was like, <laughs> this is now halfway around the world. The husband is halfway around the world the other way. And so she's like, bah! so she hurries up and packs. She, she books a flight as far as she can get on our airline and then bought a real ticket on another airline for the rest of the way. But she only had like an hour connection time between the flights and there was custom and immigration. So she's running, she's running. She's got to go pick up her baby. A baby is in the hospital. So she gets up there and they say, oh, we're sorry. The the door's already closed. We closed the door 10 minutes early. And she's like, but I'm going to pick up my baby. My baby. My baby is at the hospital. I'm going to pick up my baby. And they were like, okay. So they open the door, they let her on, and they give her a first class seat because she was going to pick up her baby. So um, we were boarding and there, um, the flight attendant in the back came up and told me that, uh, the lady in the last row had taken her shirt off. Taken her shirt off. Took her shirt off. That's what I said. 
She said, yeah. I said, you tell her to put it back on? She said, no. I said, well, I said, if I'm gonna find she's crazy, I'm gonna want, I'm gonna do that on the ground before we leave. So let me go back and talk to her. So I went back and she's sitting in the window seat and the, there's two men smushed in the aisle with her and they're grinning on their face. And Does like, she have a bra? She had a little bitty triangle bikini top on and she could pull it off. She looked good. So the men were kind of like smiling and grinning, but they're also kind of like a little nervous. Like I can't look at her. I can't touch her. I can't bump into her. And they're like, what do we do? What do we do? <laughs> so I think the funniest part of the story is just my, I just walked up to her and I said, ma'am. And she said, yes, you're going to have to wear a shirt today. <laughs> and she said, okay. The things you never think will come out of your mouth. You're going to have to wear a shirt today. I live in the South, but I don't really have a Southern accent. Every once in a while, someone will say something because maybe I pick up some things from other people around me. But some people have a really strong accent. So this flight attendant said she was with another flight attendant, a Southern flight attendant, and they were on a layover in Boston. And, you know, that accent's very different than the Southern accent. And they went to a sports bar and she goes up to the bartender and says, can you put the dogs on? And the bartender was like, what? And she goes, can you put the dogs on? And he's like, what are you saying? She's like, you know, the Georgia Bulldogs. <laughs> he goes, oh, football. Sure, a football game. I could do that. He thought she was talking about dogs. I thought I would tell you some little fun facts about the Falkland Islands to like wet your Falkland Islands whistle for the next podcast, which will probably be a lot about that. So it's the Falkland Islands are also called Isla Malvinas. And most people in like Latin America, South America, that's what they would call it, Islas Malvinas. And there are 740 islands in total in the Falkland Islands. But if you put it all together, it's the size of Connecticut, which is not that big. There's 160 sheep to every one person. And everything outside the main city of Stanley is called camp. Huh? I like camp. <laughs> so it, they also said that you must go to a pub in Stanley because you will certainly see characters. And it's like, will do. I will go to a pub to hopefully see Falkland Islander characters. And get this. This I thought it was funny. The weekly newspaper is called... The Penguin News. Sometimes with jet lag and flying, I have trouble getting motivated, like starting a project. But once I get started, I'm fine. It's like I need a little boost to get going. I found this little drink. It's like a little elixir called Magic Mind. It's the world's first productivity shot. It has really interesting ingredients. It has matcha for energy, lion's mane for focus, turmeric for less stress, and nootropics. I have to say that I do feel like it works. It For me, I like to have one cup of coffee in the morning. But what I've been doing is after that, like mid-morning, I have my magic mind and I don't get the same jolt like I get from caffeine, but instead I'm just 
motivated. It gives me what I need to get started. It's Magic Mind is where magic meets science. It's like it's you, but it's your best you. So I actually have a discount code. If you go to www.magicmind.com slash Betty Sky and use my code Betty Sky, you get 56% off a subscription or 20% off a one-time purchase. I'm telling you, I really like it. So if you listen to the podcast, you know that I find many things interesting. And one of the things I find interesting is ordinary items that become divisive. So I think I talked about it in the podcast before, but I'm not totally sure. But one of those things is washcloths. Apparently, you either love a washcloth or you never use a washcloth, never think about a washcloth. And the reason I know this, I work with so many people. So people will be like, oh, you know the hotel in, pick a hotel in Madrid. They don't have washcloths. So you need to take one from the airplane, one of the hot towels that we use in first class that we put hot water on, you know, because otherwise there isn't a washcloth. Like, tragedy, no washcloth. And I'm always like, no, I'm fine. I don't, I don't use a washcloth. And people will be like, what do you mean you don't use a washcloth? How, how, how do you wash yourself? And I'm like, with soap? <laughs> I stopped using a washcloth when I moved out of the house and I had to do my own laundry. So it was one more thing that was wet hanging around. I had to wash, I had to fold, I had to put away, and I, it, I just decided I didn't need it. And But there are a lot of people who feel like lost without a washcloth. Well, this past month, I found another random, I think washcloths are very random, another random item that people have very strong feelings about that I had no idea. And that is pajamas. <laughs> we were leaving London and there was a girl and she said, oh, I bought three pairs of pajamas at Primark. Primark is like a low cost store in Europe that people get very excited about. And uh, I was like, uh, oh, well, you must need a lot of pajamas. Or, or are you traveling? Like to me, in my mind, the only reason I needed pajamas is if I was going to be like in a hostel with other people or something. And she's like, no, well, I, I, I live in pajamas. And another girl goes, I live in pajamas. And then the other girl goes, oh, well, me and my husband, we have these onesies, these fleece onesies that we both wear. We each have like seven pairs of fleece adult onesies. And my head's going like, Wow. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know this was such a thing. And um and I was like, I don't I don't own a pair of pajamas. And then people turned around in in the van to look at me like I said like I live at a crack house. They're like, "What do you mean you don't own pajamas?" I'm like, "I don't I don't I don't own pajamas." <laughs> Later on in the flight, one of the flight attendants came up to me and she goes, well, what do you wear to sleep? Like, that's the only thing you could wear to sleep. And I said, well, I live alone. I sleep in like a bralette and panties. Um, And then in a hotel room, because I'm afraid of heebie-jeebies or um, bed bugs or whatever, I wear like workout leggings, socks, and a long sleeve shirt so that in case there's a 
uh, fire alarm or something, I can go down and I'm totally covered and I don't have to worry about running out of the room or putting anything on. Um, but they're not pajamas, you know, they don't have flowers or owls on them or whatever. It's not like a specific sleep suit. <laughs> so we're going to hear more about the pajama dilemma or the pajama controversy later on in the show. Okay, so something interesting happened on your flight? That's one way of putting it, yeah. So we had a brand new flight attendant, sweet as can be, and she decided that she would go around and clean all the bathrooms. And um, she got to the back lab and she opened the door. She's like, "Mm, doesn't smell very nice in here, but whatever. And she took her little mop thing out and started to mop and there was a piece of uh, paper uh, paper towel on the floor. And so she moved it out of the way and underneath it, was a giant pile of human waste. So bad that she had smeared it all over the floor. And then she looked up and it was on the door, on the inside of the door. And somebody had, whoever had left that little gift had stepped in it and there were poopy footprints through the back gallery. (laughs) But this sweet girl, she got down on her hands and knees and scrubbed the galley floor. It's like, welcome to the glamorous airline (laughs) life. Just what you were looking for in a career. (laughs) I had a first class passenger call me over. And you know what? You don't want to make the person feel stupid. So you have to be very careful how you say things. But she called me over to tell me there was mold on her cheese. And I had to, um, I didn't know what I just said. Well, um... It's blue cheese. <laughs> I'm trying so hard not to say, you dummy. You know, so I said, it's a uh, blue cheese. And um, that's the way it looks. And it, it seemed to go over okay, but you don't want to say, hello, it's blue cheese. So I'm just about to embark on my big November trip. And I was deleting photos from my last year big November trip where I went to Zanzibar and uh, Tanzania and on that four-day safari in Tanzania one of the days said um, optional relaxing in natural hot springs this was on safari where two days before they said don't get out of the car for any reason you cannot you, you can't if you drop your hat you can't get out of the car to get it and then we're supposed to be changing into a bathing suit it's just me and the guide at this natural hot spring and uh, the water looked a little I mean it was a nice color but you couldn't see in it and he told me there were little fish that will bite you and I'm thinking okay this sounds relaxing but you know when in Tanzania but I actually found the video of the sounds that I was making in that relaxing hot spring on safari they really go like yeah it's liberty. They eat on your feet. Yeah, yeah, sure. (laughs) I asked some crew members and other people around my community the very divisive question of, do you wear pajamas? I don't wear no pajamas. (laughs) I do. I own a ton of pajamas. Do you wear pajamas? 
I do not wear pajamas. I don't wear pajamas. Okay, so I wear pajamas. I don't wear pajamas. So, do you wear pajamas? Oh no, I don't wear pajamas. I'm like Marilyn Monroe. I wear Chanel number no. five. I know people listen to these out of order, and you might find the podcast later and listen back. But right now, at this moment, there is a war in Israel between them and Gaza, and it's it's bad. Now, things could change. It might not take that long. Who knows? I don't know. But I work as a flight attendant, and we are on our way to London and this couple gets on board and they said, um, oh, we're going to Tel Aviv. And I was thinking, you are? Really? I said, what airline are you flying? Because as far as I know, all the flights are canceled. And they're like, no, we're going. We had we planned this vacation a long time ago. So we're still going to go. And I'm thinking, huh, I don't think that's a good idea. There's a a war going on. <laughs> but, you know, it's not my, they're not my problem, right? I'm just thinking to myself, I don't know if that seems, and all the flight attendants were kind of like, are you sure you? Are you sure your flight's going to Tel Aviv? So now we're landing, we're doing the breakfast service before we land in London, and the passenger goes, well, our flight's been canceled. And I was thinking, I'm not, I'm not surprised. <laughs> there's there's a war going on. A war. <laughs> but the woman is saying to me, it's a couple, and they, she goes, well, what do you think we should do? And I said, well, you know, it's real nice in London. You know, if you're going on vacation or landing in London, you could stay in London. You know, you could go see a show because, you know, there's a war going on <laughs> in Israel. And she goes, do you think that we can get a flight to Cairo and go over by land? And I was like, well, maybe. But if you're asking me, I would suggest against trying to get there right now because there's a war going on. I want to thank any of you who are so kind when you were going to buy something on Amazon, you went to my website, bettyinthesky.com. It doesn't take you hardly any time. You can even bookmark it so it's even faster. You click on any of the Amazon links. It doesn't cost you anymore. It supports the show. And I like to see what people buy. And people are going to be buying a lot of stuff now with Christmas coming up. So this past month, somebody bought Dino Nuggets. And I was like, I had to click on it to see what it was. Dino Nuggets. It's soft dinosaur chicken nugget keychains. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> Never heard of dino nuggets before. Somebody bought the video, The River of No Return, and somebody else bought a mossy bat tombstone. I'm a guess, guessing for Halloween. Anyway, if you're going to buy something on Amazon, just consider going to my website, clicking through the Amazon links, and I thank you so very much. How nice is this next story? I'd like to welcome you aboard United Flight 260 with service to Madrid. My name is Paul, your first officer today. As you board today, you've met some of our most flighted, talented flight attendants here at United. We're here for your comfort, but primarily your safety. One of these flight attendants in particular working with us today is not only an exceptional flight attendant, but also my exceptional mom. Today is the first time in two years that United were able to work together. 
He's been one of my biggest supporters of my, my career in becoming a pilot ever since my very first flight lesson. I'm especially honored and excited to be able to fly here for the first time today and to be able to share this experience with all of you uh, on our flight to Madrid. To my mom, I love you. And to everyone on board, welcome aboard our family friendly skies. So Kevin Elliott, who uh, told some stories uh, in the podcast a few months ago, was in Sacramento and he met a flight attendant and he asked if she had heard of my podcast. And she said, yes, she's like the voice of thousands of us with her stories. And I was like, how sweet is that? Okay, so what happened? Well, I had this friend who's a, who's a gate agent in Quito, Ecuador. Yes. So he found out that I was going to Milano in Italy. So he asked me to get a couple of particular magazines for him. Okay. So I said, sure, whatever. So he gave me the names of the magazines and he told me, but please save the receipt because they're very expensive. And I gave you back the money when you get them. What so, kind of magazine? Uh, fashion magazines. Oh, okay. So uh, those are very expensive, very exclusive. So I get to Milano and I get the magazine. The magazines were $75 each. Oh my gosh. Exactly. So I forgot about them and I get the receipts on the first page of the magazine. So I, and then I have a trip to Ecuador and I'm like, oh, I had never seen the magazines. I mean, inside. So I'm at the gate waiting for the plane to be ready and I show them to the crew and the pilots. And I said, can you believe that these magazines are $75 each? And oh my God, whatever. So we're boarding the plane, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then I said, I'm going to take a look at the magazines during the flight, going to Quito. So it was a smaller plane. So I went and put it in one of those, um, what's the name of those? The QB holes? Yeah, cubby holes. Yeah, cubby holes. They had a, a, a lock. Yeah. A lock. So I put them on and, and I went about my life. So we're still on the ground and I see someone with one of the magazines. And I'm like... A passenger? A passenger. I said, this cannot be, because I mean, those magazines are super, it's not, it's not like it's Entertainment Weekly or People Magazine, right? So I went back to the cabin hall and guess what? The magazines were gone. So I go back and ask the lady, lady, where do you get those magazines? From the reading material in the back. That was her answer. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, we don't have any. Madam, those magazines are it's from the library in the back. Exactly. <laughs> the lending library. From a locked coming home. So she's like, okay, um, I'm not done with them. And then I'm like, yes, you are. So I grabbed the magazine and the second magazine was sticking out this much out of her bag. She had taken possession of the magazines. Okay, I'm walking away with my magazines. I'm walking away with my magazines and the lady, the lady started yelling. What are you doing with my magazines? He's taking my magazines and everything. So thank God everybody knew the situation. So I went and talked to the pilot and I said, this is what's going on. Yeah. The lady's claiming that I stole her magazines that you know they're mine. Oh no, don't worry. So second time, she screamed again. So I told the pilot, I said, this is what you're going to do. Go back. Don't give her any warning. <laughs> don't give her what? Any warning. Okay. She's done enough. Yeah. If she yells at you again, she's off the plane. So I went back, and of course, she's telling you, that's him, the one who took my magazines. The thief, the magazine thief. Exactly, the magazine thief. So she was taken off the plane. The, 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 the captain gets security, whatever. She was taken off the plane. She was, of course, when they come, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I was just joking. 
you know, I'm mixing. I, maybe I mix my my, my medication. Maybe I mixed my medication. Ah. I wasn't, but uh, it was too late. She got kicked off the plane. Yes. For stealing your magazines and accusing you of stealing. Exactly. That's crazy. This, I thought, was a funny story. One of my very favorite flight attendants. I just so enjoy flying with her. She's been married a long time. I think like 35 years She's, they're still in love. They're, they're just one of those couples. You know how there's sometimes are couples that they're just meant to be together. And But she said that she sometimes sleeps in a way that he doesn't like. He thinks he gets a little freaked out. Um, she said she kind of sleeps like like in the... I don't think you do this anymore in TV and movies, but they used to have somebody, if they were like in a coffin, they'd have their arms folded over them. And I guess that freaks him out. So she must have been doing that. And he was trying to move her and not wake her up. And he pushed her off the bed. So she wakes up like mid-falling off the bed. (laughs) I just thought it was funny. Do you wear pajamas? Yes, I do. Uh, What kind of pajamas? (laughs) I have like a little shorts. You know, it's a pajama though. And then have like a long sleeve one. Yeah, I bought it in the UK. I wear pajamas. I wear pajamas. <laughs> I'm asking people if they wear pajamas. Absolutely not. <laughs> like a nice little silk slip. Thank you very much. <laughs> Bugger off. <laughs> So this is a strange story. Um, People get up from crew rest, they're tired. We do a lot of talking in the galley, and some people come in a little late to a conversation. So I don't even know how in the world we came to start talking about the TV show Naked Attraction. It's not a plug for the show. Uh, I've only seen it maybe once in Europe. It's been on a long time in Europe, and I remember scrolling through a TV when I couldn't sleep one night in Europe and found this show. But it's now on uh, one of the American streamers, so people are talking about it. It's called Naked Attraction, and it's kind of a dating show where you date in reverse. And that means that the first thing you see, so you have, you're on a dating show and you have six candidates, and of the six candidates, the first thing you see is their genitals. I know, it's weird, I know. And it's a strange thing to talk about on Betty and the Sky with the Suitcase. But anyway, first thing you see is their genitals, and you get rid of one. You pick one you don't like. Then the next thing you see, and this is men, women, and it can be men looking for men, women looking for women. It's very inclusive. And there's all types of bodies. It's not all perfect people. Um, so then the next thing you see is their torso, whether it be a man or a woman. And, um, and then you get to see their face. Then you get to hear their voice. And then I think it's when you're down to two, you get to talk. So anyway, we're talking about this. This guy gets up from crew rest and uh, he he came a little late to the conversation. He's like, what is this? And I'm like, well, first you see the genitals, then you see the torso. And he's like, what? And I said, well, you get to pick. You pick one you don't like. And so he goes, so this is what we're doing on the layover? Where is this place? going to a place in London where we were going to be picking people by their genitals. 
I was flying with this male flight attendant and he was telling me, well, you know, I love an animal story. (laughs) And I don't even know how he got on the subject, but he goes, oh yeah, my friend has a support dog. He has seizures. And he said his friend told him he was out in the garden. He's feeling fine. The dog runs out and starts running circles around him. And the guy's thinking, but I feel fine. But, you know, he thought, I'll trust the dog. And so he laid down. The dog put his paws on his shoulders to keep him stable. And he had a seizure. It's just amazing that a dog can do that. Well, that's about it for this episode of Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase. Hopefully, in the next episode in December, I'll be telling you all about my trip to the Falkland Islands and Patagonia. I'm so excited. So, hope you'll join me again next time so we can travel around the world together. Thanks. Bye. She's wearing